0: the typecast movie show here we go with jack safer as your host the quintessential podcast for movie reviews everything from marvel to indie films to its friends and fun and movies here we Welcome back to the Typecast Movie Show. This is episode 23, and yeah, it's been a, a long time since I've done a podcast. It's been since July of last year was the last time I recorded one, which sounds kind of crazy because looking back, it doesn't feel like it's been that long, but when I think about the individual episodes and the things I was reviewing, that was Three Identical Strangers. It feels like it's been a while, and part of it was being busy. Part of it was me wanting to kind of step back and try to regroup and figure out what I wanted this show to be. You know, at that point it had been a year since I started the podcast. And now it's been a year and a half, maybe a little bit longer since I started. And I am still trying to figure out exactly what the show is. And what I did know is that while I loved doing movie reviews every episode, it was feeling a little bit formulaic and like I needed to move on to something more interesting and that changed up every time. And the idea of just doing one review every episode and then saying what I liked about it, what I didn't like, and then giving a score is fun, but it didn't really work for the podcast format as I started to get into later episodes, and I think, and again, I'm still figuring everything out, so this will change, but I think now what I'm interested in doing and seeing is making the Typecast Movie Show podcast more of a discussion where I'll have guests and co-hosts and we'll just talk about things going on in the world of movies and talk about movie news and talk answer questions and that kind of thing. And then on a separate YouTube channel is where I can upload those kinds of reviews just to make it feel a little bit more fresh. And like, I'm not doing the same thing every time I do a podcast. You know, if you look through my feed, well, I love every episode that I've done and I'm really proud of the show that I've made. You can see every episode is this review, this review, this review, and it can feel like I'm just doing the same thing over and over. And I feel like I need to grow and start doing different things. And I, as I become more interested and educated about movies, I find that the stuff that I'm more interested in has to do with the news side and what's going on and what's, what are the developments and what's in the works and what's coming out soon. And that's the kind of stuff I like talking about if I'm just going to sit at length. So, and that doesn't mean that I'm not going to talk about my opinions on movies. And this episode, I'm actually just going to go through 2018, a little bit overdue, what I liked, what I didn't like, and then looking forward to 2019 and just kind of talk about everything that's going on right now and try to pack it into this episode. And I'll do reviews and I'll talk about it, but I think long-term it makes more sense to just do those things in, you know, five, 10-minute packaged videos as opposed to long-form podcasts. I think that's where my discussions with other people are going to shine. But today it's just me, so... I'm going to pull up right now, I think this seems like a good place to start this, just go through, I don't know how long I'm going to stay on this for, but we'll see. Uh, In the year of 2018, movies that I didn't like, movies that I thought were okay, and then I'll end with my top 10 of the year. So this was actually, it's crazy, it's almost been a year now because the Super Bowl is, Right around the corner, and this was a movie advertised for the first time ever during the Super Bowl. I mean, we people who followed the news were aware that this movie was coming out, but first advertisement was during the Super Bowl, and it said, Watch now, and that's Cloverfield Paradox. And if you've (laughs) listened to my review of that, you know that I absolutely hated that movie, and it still, throughout the entire year, remained at the bottom of my list. I thought that movie was just garbage and pretty awful. Didn't like Crazy Rich Asians at all. Honestly, I, I would say a lot of times I'm like, I understand the hype. It just wasn't for me. I don't really understand why people like this movie. I think it's generic. I think it's not that funny. I I don't know. Tomb Raider, not great. Those were like, that was pretty much it for the movies I really didn't like. But I also kind of stayed away from those kinds of movies. Middle of the road movies. I mean, I've, I saw what, like almost 40 movies. So I can't go over 40 movies. 46 so won't go everything middle of the road um bohemian rhapsody was fine widows was pretty good bumblebee i did enjoy a lot black panther was pretty good ant-man and the wasp pretty good um wreck it ralph 2 kind of disappointed me uh incredibles 2 great but not as good as the first one solo definitely a a solid movie i think i'd probably like that more than other people blind spotting great game night fantastic eighth grade fantastic mid-90s fantastic yada 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 i'll give quick shout outs to american animals and upgrade those were my two honorable mentions that didn't quite make my top 10 Uh, america both movies also that i think are criminally underrated and nobody was even talking about really either of those movies uh, except for a few things that I saw online. But besides that, they were just really kind of fell by the wayside. I actually didn't even catch American Animals until it was on uh, digital, and I wish I had seen it in the theaters because it's just, it's great. So if you haven't seen American Animals or Upgrade, I highly recommend both of those. They're wildly different, but both great in their own ways. Number 10, a movie that I hesitated to see for so long because I get scared of scary movies and don't want to see scary movies, Hereditary was just very unique in its own style. And it wasn't as it wasn't really that scary, to be honest. I'm not trying to be, like, macho and saying that I wasn't scared, but the advertisement for this movie was, like, i I'm paraphrasing, but it was something along the lines of The Exorcist for a New Generation. No, it's not that scary. It's just eerie and makes you really uncomfortable. And there's a crazy scene in a car that if anyone's seen it, you'll know. I think it's one of the most memorable scenes of the year Um, in Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I've seen it twice now. It's, it's fantastic. And it's, I don't really understand people saying it's like the best comic book movie ever made or even the best comic book movie of the year, but it's inventive. It's fun. It's clever. It's just all around a really great movie. And it has Spider-Man who doesn't love Spider-Man. Number eight, a star is born Um, again. Fantastic. The two leads, uh, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, were just phenomenal the whole time. And the music is great. It's definitely poised to win some Oscars, which I will get into in a little bit. Number, what are we, 10, 9, 8, 7 is going to be A Quiet Place. Uh, I don't think I ended up reviewing this one, but I really, when it came out, I was kind of just floored by it. And it's, this this is one, I know a lot of times when people are like, you have to see it in the theaters. It kind of gets on my nerves because I think a good movie should be a good movie, and you shouldn't have to see it in the theaters for it to be a good movie. And I'm not saying that A Quiet Place is that kind of movie, but I think it's just one of those experiences that I'll always remember because of how tense it is, and you know everyone's on the edge of their seat, literally, and doesn't want to take a bite of popcorn because that'll be the only noise in the theater. That's a cool thing that you don't get a lot. Uh, number six is Searching, a movie that I didn't think looked good at all and then saw it and was just totally blown away and thought it was super clever and i loved the use of uh like not found footage but just the use of screens and they really take the concept and just run with it you know they don't do what those unfriended movies do and just have it stay on the computer screen and make it a gimmick they use security cameras and they use searches and just the whole movie, even if it wasn't on through this format, would still be a really intriguing movie. But the fact that they challenged themselves and told it through the screens is just makes it so much better. So definitely love searching Green Book, another movie I've already seen twice. It's really just has a lot of heart. It's uplifting. It's has a great message. It's a great story. It's heavy at points. Um, all around, just. A really great film. I mean, I don't really have anything negative that I could say about the movie other than that I think it starts to get repetitive at points, but I think the movie also recognizes when it starts to get repetitive and starts to subvert what you think is going to happen, which is always good because you know that the movie is self aware. Number five, Creed 2. Not as good as the first Creed, but definitely a worthy successor to Creed. I thought Michael B. Jordan was. Just as good as he was the first time, Sylvester Stallone. Not in it as much as I wanted him to be, but still great. And their dynamic was still awesome. And I just, it, it's like a, just a great boxing movie. And it makes me so happy that this franchise, I mean, the Rocky Rocky came out in like the 70s. And it's, this franchise is still running. I hope they do a Creed 3 I'm hearing that they're, they might not do a Creed three, which is kind of odd. But if they don't do one, then at least they ended it on a high note. But I would love to see Creed three. This one makes me sad. Number three, Won't You Be My Neighbor. I don't understand how this didn't get nominated for Best Documentary. It was like, everyone was talking about this movie, besides what I think. Everyone was talking about it. It was great. It had such a good message and just such a good, put such good, like, spirit out into the world, I feel. And just learning about Mr. Rogers, who I didn't really know anything about, was amazing. And I, it makes me really sad that this didn't get nominated because I think it should, and I think it should have won, but whatever. Number two, Mission Impossible Fallout. What a great action movie. What a great follow-up. Now the sixth movie in the franchise, and I think it was the best one so far. I think they've really hit their stride in this franchise. Now the first one was a good movie. The second one was a bad movie. The third one I think is fantastic, but You know, let's put it as it is. It's not beloved in any sense. People don't talk about Mission Impossible 3 ever. And then they hit Ghost Protocol, and it kind of, there was something that switched, I feel, where they found their footing and then started to sprint. And then you got Rogue Nation, which was awesome. And now we have Mission Impossible Fallout, which I think is the best one so far. They just announced that they're doing, (laughs) I think it's Mission Impossible 7 and 8 back-to-back in 2020 and 2021, which you know must mean that they have something crazy planned. Either they're going to do a two-part movie, or it's going to be the kind of thing that continues from one movie to another, where it's two full movies, but they're not really part one and two, but they just continuing storyline. Speaking of movies that are not part one and part two, but have a continuing storyline, and I will fight anyone that says that this movie is not an is an incomplete movie because it's not. It's Infinity War. Let me just touch on that. This movie has a beginning. It has a middle. It has an end. And just because it's not the ending you expect, doesn't mean that it's not an ending. Uh, so yes, this is a solid movie, fantastic movie, and it's. I think. I was worried going into this movie that I would somehow have too high expectations it made disappointed and I think I almost had the opposite thing but not also the opposite thing where I still tempered my expectations but was still disappointed just because I I think I was worried that I was gonna come out of it feeling like there were no problems and maybe I started looking for problems because of that. And then the more I watch this movie the more I enjoy it. It's over two and a half hours long but does not feel that long at all. And it's just packed literally to the lid with things that they could have put in this movie and every time I think about I wish they had done this I wish I had done that I think about they could not have done that you know there's just too much in this movie to have anything else but we get end game in what's now like two months which is crazy that that much time has passed since infinity war and I think it's crazy because this movie has managed to stay so relevant in pop culture you talk to anyone And they know who Thanos is. They know about the ending of this movie, which I won't say in case there's anyone who still hasn't seen this movie, but I doubt it because it made literally all the money. And it's just great. It's the kind of movie that people are going to be talking about for a long time to come, which is special to be a part of now. So that's my top 10 that went a little bit longer than I wanted it to, but it's just a pretty good year for movies, but it, disappointing year for Oscar nominations and that's what I'll lead into next and then I'll close this one out. I might keep this episode a little bit shorter just because I'm segueing back into it but I I don't know what I expected from the Oscar nominations but it's a little bit upsetting that of first of all, they can nominate up to 10 movies and if you have that ability, why not just honor as many great movies as you can, because there were a lot of great movies this year. They nominated eight, whatever. It's a little bit disappointing for me that of the eight, only half of them, I really say that is a great movie, you know, and it's okay to have movies that I like. I like most of the movies on the list, but only four of them. I can walk out and say, you know what? That is a great movie. Let's run through the list. I'll start at the bottom, actually. I was so excited for Vice after the first trailer came out. You got Adam McKay back with Steve Carell and Christian Bale coming off the big short, which was awesome. You have Sam Rockwell as George W. Bush coming off of his Academy Award win for three billboards. You have Amy Adams, who's Been with Christian Bale. They were just in, I guess not just, but uh, what was that movie called? American Hustle? They were in that movie together. This whole cast just felt like it was poised to be an Academy Award movie, which apparently it was, but it didn't feel like it, because this movie is boring, and it's not fun to watch at all, and not because the subject matter is heavy, but because it feels so shoved down your throat. And it disappoints me because I like Adam McKay, but I think he's the biggest problem with this movie. I think he over-directed this movie to the point where you're aware that you're watching a movie because he's putting so much of his own flair into it, which is terrible. And that's not even my least favorite thing about this movie. This movie is so unfocused and all over the place because it wants to have such a distinct style that it wants to be cool and jump around in time let's talk about this and let's go back to when Dick Cheney was young and now he's old. And that doesn't work as a movie. Maybe it works as a five minute film, but for the entire movie to be jumping back and forth, I lost focus of what they were trying to make this movie about. And I think by the end, they kind of tell you what the movie is about, which undermines everything. But I didn't get that from watching this movie. I kind of wish I hadn't watched this movie, to be honest, because it was just so disappointing. Number seven, I'll just won't dwell on for too long, was the favorite. I think this is a well made movie, and I'm sure this movie is for someone, but that someone is not me, so I can just accept that and say, okay. Number six, I have to check a list because I didn't write this down, so let me. I think number six is Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, which is, again, a movie that I thought was fine, but Best Picture nominee, no way. I didn't. Even, I all right. So this movie, I know I don't, the Rotten Tomatoes score doesn't really matter for the purposes of what I'm doing, but this movie has, or like a sixty one or something on Rotten Tomatoes, which right off the bat is fishy about why this would even get nominated for Best Picture. The same thing happened with Vice, by the way. This movie is fun. I think Rami Malek is great as Freddie Mercury. I think they really captured the feeling of the times and the spirit of everything surrounding Queen. My feeling watching the movie was that it was a weak script that they cover up with songs that everyone likes, which feels like a little bit of a cheap trick to me because, of course, I like Queen's music, so I'm going to enjoy a scene with Queen's music, but I think they just threw it in there whenever the story was weak, and then you forget about what's going on because you like Queen's music. Kind of a cheap move, I think. But the fact that this movie even got finished is incredible because of the fact that the director literally left halfway through the project. I won't even mention his name because he's a scumbag and I'm not going to talk about him. And whatever, I'm not going to get into that right now. But the fact that this movie got made, I guess, is still impressive, but how it made the list of the best pictures... No idea. All right, number five, we got Black Panther. I feel conflicted about Black Panther's placement on this list. And the area where I don't feel conflicted is where I don't think that this movie should have gotten nominated for Best Picture in the slightest. And the area where I'm glad this movie got nominated for Best Picture is more more has to do with how I feel about the Academy for the Oscars as a whole, I am sick of only seeing one kind of movie get nominated. And that's true stories with big actors that we know that take place in a different time. And I feel like that's, that For a long time, that was the kind of movie that was getting nominated, not necessarily winning, but just getting nominated. And these big genre films, like A Black Panther, would just get shot down from consideration. And when The Dark Knight came out, I think the feeling was that that one was going to be the one to break through. And that was back when they only nominated five movies. And I think everyone is kind of in agreement that that probably would have been the sixth movie. And I probably would have preferred that to be the movie that got nominated because I think Black Panther was fine. I don't think it was the best Marvel movie. I don't even think it was in the top 10 of Marvel movies, but I think it was a fine movie. So on that hand, I'm glad that it feels like that wall has been broken down preventing uh, superhero movies from getting into that upper echelon of films that get nominated for Academy Awards, but I wish it had been... If it was going to be this year, I wish it had been Infinity War. or Even Into the Spider-Verse, I think, was better. I think Ant-Man and the Wasp was better. I think Deadpool 2 was better. But I understand this movie's significance in our world right now. And for that reason, I am okay that this got nominated for Best Picture. I'm not upset about it. I think it's fine. I just wouldn't put a dime on this movie winning Maybe anything except for, like, costume design, maybe. Number four, Roma. This movie is beautiful. It's masterfully directed. It's, I th- I mean, movies can't be objectively good, but I think this is pretty darn close to, on a, just a visual level, being perfect. Story-wise, it's fine. It's not groundbreaking, but you don't come to a movie like Roma for the story. It's about the immersive feeling of Cuaron's 70s Mexico that he sets up. And every frame of this movie is just looks like its own art piece or its own photograph that would be in a museum. So even for me, the person who's the biggest opponent of saying that movies are great because they're visually great. When I'm so big into story, I can even say, you know what, Roma is a great movie. Number three, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna say Black Klansman. I really loved Black Klansman. I thought it was fun. I thought it was deep. I thought the performances from both uh, John David Washington, I believe is his name, Denzel's kid, and Adam Driver were great. I think this movie has my favorite score for a movie in a long time, not just this year, but maybe the last like five years. I love the score for this movie. I think it's beautiful. I think it's fun. It has like a Western vibe. Um, I really like black Landsman. I think it's quite good. I think number two would be a star is born. I just talked about that. And green book is my number one, but doesn't matter what I think it matters. What's going to win. Right. So after doing some research, before the nominees came out, it seemed like the three movies that had the best chance of winning were going to be Green Book, Roma, and A Star is Born. If you look at all the other award shows and see what else was getting nominated beforehand, whether it's the you know, um, SGA Awards, is that it? Or the DGAs, it seemed like those were the three and then they did get a nomina- they all got nominated but the one asterisk after all getting nominated is that two of them didn't get best director nominations and one did and while that might not seem significant it is if you look at the oscars as a whole and try to do it mathematically which while it's not as fun is more useful when actually trying to figure out what's going to win so green book and star is born didn't get best director nominations only four movies ever in the history of the Academy Awards, and this is the 90th Academy Awards and the 91st, in the history of the Academy Awards, four movies have ever won Best Picture without having a Best Director nomination. Most recently was Argo with Ben Affleck not getting a nomination. So that doesn't necessarily mean that Green Book and... A Star is Born can't win Best Picture, but if you're putting money on it and you look at the, statist- the statistics, that 4 out of 90, if that's the right number, that's not great <laughs> for those two movies. So, looks like Roma is pretty, pretty nicely up there if you're if you're looking to bet. Um, and, you know, those other movies can sneak in. There's always surprises. Something like Black Klansman... Uh, could sneak in there, maybe even the favorite. Um, but yeah, so now I won't go into the other categories because it's just, it gets like too much. But so I'm glad I've seen all of those movies because I like to be able to try to predict what's going on, but they're not the movies I would have predicted. But at the end of the day, it's all subjective and my opinion matters zip. So it's fine. So let's talk about 2019 and moving forward and Not only the future of the podcast, but the future of movies coming out this year. This year is so stacked, it's unbelievable in terms of movies that I'm looking forward to. We have Hellboy, Lego Movie 2, which I'm hearing pretty good things about already. John Wick 3, the trailer looks amazing. The live-action Aladdin doesn't look great, but I like the original Aladdin, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. <sighs> I really want that to be good. Captain Marvel, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the new Quentin Tarantino movie. It Chapter 2, Shazam, Toy Story 4, Star Wars Episode 9, The Lion King, the quote-unquote live action, if you can even call it that, John Favreau adaptation, Spider-Man Far From Home, Us, and Avengers Endgame. And that's counting... Down to the top of my list, what I'm most excited for. Um, it's just stacked, and every year there's more movies that come out. I mean, what, looking back on my list, I don't have it handy right now, but I feel like maybe two of them were on my most anticipated for 2018, so you can't really predict, but it's just a great time to be a movie fan and a great time to go to the movies, um, which is awesome, you know? It's really cool that. Movies like Infinity War and like Star Wars have kind of paved the way for these big blockbusters to come out and it kind of all just lined up to this one year where we have so many great things coming out. And that's not to say there won't be disappointments because we know that with that many great movies on the horizon, they're not all going to be good, which will be heartbreaking in its own right. And if I had to guess from that list, I would say Aladdin will probably be the one that breaks my heart. I hope it's Aladdin because if it's not Aladdin, that means it'll be like Avengers or Lion King, which would be terrible, but I mean, Avengers is going to be great. Come on. And Lion King, you have, you have literally like the ultimate outline for how to make this movie. So if Lion King isn't good, I don't know what to say. (laughs) You can say the effects aren't good, but how, how do you screw that up? Or how do you make it good? To be honest, that's like a insane task. We'll see. So yeah, so like I talked about before, I'm definitely going to be more consistent with uploads. I might even make a schedule and it's going to be more of a loose outline for what I want to do. If I want to just sit in front of the mic for an hour and just talk about things that happen in the news, then I'll do that. If I want to bring on a friend and have a discussion about a movie we just saw or something that a trailer that just dropped, I'll do that. But I think discussions are where the show thrives the most. And I think the format of just talking about movies that we saw is something that I would like to move over to a short form video. Uh Oh, did my computer just stop recording? Please tell me it did. Not a short form video YouTube upload, which I think would be fun. I think it's nice to mix it up a little bit, and I think having like seven minute reviews that seems like a nice number will really make things feel more concise when I'm trying to talk about them uh, because if I'm being honest, some of these movies are hard to talk about for like half an hour uh, but yeah, so that's that's my plan, and it'll change and i'll scrap ideas and I'll say, what was I thinking? And, uh, the show will grow and hopefully become something that I, a year from now will be sitting down and saying, I am still figuring it out like I am right now, but I have a way better idea of what this thing is because as I grow, I want the show to grow with me and change as my opinions change. And, uh, hopefully I'll do that. So thank you guys for listening and I'll see you next time.